Mega Monster Dumb Man Episode 6 Seafall. I am Chris from Mega Dumbcast. And I'm James from Monster Man. And we are here today with the final episode of our miniseries. And uh, we're, we're going to be looking at the final monster on our list that we're going to try to convert from its fantasy origins into uh angsty trench coat horror version. So so who is this final monster we're discussing today, James? Who oh boy. Um our monster for today is the Seafall, C I F A L. And we know that we're outside of traditional fantasy territory right away because that name is an acronym. Um it is an mm-hmm. acronym for Colonial Insect Formed Artificial Life. Um and the what that means is that this is a collective consciousness formed by hundreds of thousands of swarming insects it's a bit like the marvel comics villain swarm uh, if you know mm-hmm. that guy the, the the infamous nazi made of bees yes and uh he except i mean i don't know about his political views or whatever but it's it's basically just a big blob of swarming insects and it looks like i don't know what it looks like it looks like He's got huge feet like bell bottoms. I don't. Well, anyway, it's a it's an unusual creature. Unusually, even by the standards, the very weird standards of the fiend folio. The the, the fiend folio was uh, collected from contributions that were like sent in by individual authors, not the work of any one person. So it's very varied, and this is one of the most varied creatures in it. But although it's a challenge, I'm confident in our ability to modern trench coat horrorify it. So. Taking a look at uh, the Seafall, Chris, what uh, what jumped out at you as a, as something that we could use? Um, I mean, it, it, this definitely seemed like a big challenge at first. You know, it's roughly humanoid. I mean, it is. We are really stretching the bounds, I think, of trench coat technology in trying to trench coat this thing. I, I think we have to accept the Marvel Comics trench coat, right? Like, we have to accept the 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 like the the trench coat and hat is like the is like the the Groucho glasses and nose right like it's just indicative that you're wearing a disguise um, <laughs> right like if the teenage mutant ninja turtles can put on trench coats despite the fact that they have big green two-toed feet and they're five feet tall you know and everybody just goes oh that's normal hey, no i mean you know what i'm a longtime comics fan ben Grimm is my favorite superhero yeah and my feeling is if you put a trench coat on a pile of bugs, that's a that's a human being as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. My concern is is physically supporting the trench coat. There's some uncertainty to me. Okay, here's the thing about the seafall. The seafall is a swarm of normally flying insects. Yes. But the seafall cannot fly, it says. No. It says, um, strictly speaking, this creature does not fly, and the movement rate given above refers to movement along the ground, albeit the result of the flying speed of the swarms restricted by the need to maintain coherence of shape. So... Apparently, this thing needs to stand on the ground to make its shape coherent, but I don't understand that because it's made of flying creatures, unless they're actually, like, forming a cheerleader-style staff. <laughs> like, they're at least, it's like flies standing on each other's shoulders for some reason. Uh, I think, I mean, so, in order to in order to bring the seafall into the modern world, I think we've got to do two things. First, we obviously have to ditch the fact that it's not intelligent. Yes. Again, why on earth? Like... <laughs> Why on earth are these insects forming into a big dumb insect wicker man that is slower and more vulnerable than they are? Um, second, we have to give it the ability to disperse into its component swarms and then reappear somewhere else. 
right? It's yes. like the cheapest imaginable CGI. It's going to look like the the video for the Wu-Tang Clan song Triumph and that's just life. That's how we're going to have to put up with it, right? Like it's just going to be inspector deck but made of bees. And and if you do that, then I think it becomes because the, yeah, the whole thing about how it just lumbers along the ground, it doesn't make any sense. Um, I guess the idea is that it's sort of horrible that it like swamps all over you and you keep getting stung. But no, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It's almost like a, it's it's a, it's a lot of missed opportunities because like it tells you, it says that it bites you, mm-hmm. but coherence is so important. It's like why have a swarm monster that can't unswarm? Like why have a monster made of flies that all have to just hang onto each other for dear life in the shape of a person? I've already fought a lot of people. Let me fight some flies. Yeah, like a, a worse person, a person with a move of six, uh, which compared <laughs> to a, a normal human's move of 12. So, yeah, like, exactly. Like, it's 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 apart from its resistance to damage, because the idea is that it's resistant to edge weapons because, like, you shoot an arrow through it and you hit one bug. whoop de doo mm-hmm. Like, it's a fun concept that has not been translated into, at, like, a mechanical application of that concept. Yeah, but I do think what's promising here is... First of all, the fact that there's like an acronym for this thing, for mm. an unintelligent creature, clearly suggests that these things were created, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's theoretically possible that it's just like some kind of natural phenomenon that was cataloged uh, by somebody with a with a affinity for acronyms. But it seems more like this is some kind of, you know, experiment gone wrong. Yeah, this has mad scientists kind of written all over it. Yeah. And uh, that has, you know, precedent within trench code horror. Like, this can be your, like, uh, robot or animated corpse kind of dawning to intelligence and humanity. Uh, that's a potential angle to go here. Yeah, you could definitely have the setup where most Seafalls are not intelligent, but the player character Seafall is, like, that they are, you know, that, that, that they've, like, achieved sentience somehow, you know, the, the well, a literal hive mind, I suppose. The idea of them, like, you know, kind of breaking free from the restrictions of whatever mad person built the Seafalls. Yeah. There's something there, and... The implementation is going to be a little bit tricky, but that Pinocchio kind of Mm -hmm. thing, do you think it matters who made these things? And if so, do you have any idea who it was? So, I mean, I feel like you have two options and this, well, three, three options. The first is that you think of them, Seafall is going to be, you know, the name that the government gave them, right? Like the X-Files guys Mm. gave them. And they are some kind of instantiation of like a plague of locusts or something like that. The second is that they were intentionally created. And I feel like that, you know, conspiracy edges into this genre reasonably well, right? So some kind of secret bioweapons project, you know, created these like, oh, all we have to do is, uh, you know, release a small number of these genetically modified locusts into enemy territory. And soon the Soviet Russia will be consumed with sea falls or whatever. Mm. And the third is that we have no idea. And it's and they're the kind of like weird alien outsiders, because every trench coat horror settings got that bit where like there's one other type of monster that you're supposed to be really scared of. Yeah. And it doesn't always work. So like, you know, like in the world of darkness is supposed to be demons. But it doesn't land because people are like, oh, look, watch out for that guy. He sold this old to Satan. Like, buddy, I'm a vampire. <laughs> like, it makes me know never mind. They they never quite hit. But I think, you know, maybe the Seafall is like an example of that. Like, okay, you may be a vampire and I may be a werewolf. And normally we like to rumble because, you know, you're a rocker and I'm a modder. Wait, which which way did I say it? Obviously werewolves are rockers. <laughs> but then the Seafalls are like this completely weird thing that doesn't quite line up with any of the rest of it. But I think I like the I like the conspiracy one if it's not too 
off base for the rest of the things, right? Like, you can't have them be the only mad scientist experiments. You need some Frankensteins or something like that, right? We have to have we have to have a mad science group with form for creating mermen and and Frankensteins and what have you, right? Yeah, we can. I think we can we can benefit from the fact that this seems like a really clumsy implementation of the idea of a swarm creature mm-hmm. by saying these things are kind of incomplete. They're not like mm. they're still working the kinks out. And there is a conspiracy, but we don't know what it is. It's just that like some seafalls are starting to become intelligent and wonder like, where the fuck did I come from? Like what, right, right, what is right. going on here? Because I was clearly created, but I don't know by whom I don't know why. And I don't know why I'm like this. And I think it would be cool to actually have like, an evolution to the character mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where, you know, you can like, what, what is possible with this form? Cause you sort of start out as, you know, oh. a bunch of bugs stuck together. Yeah. 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 And so as they develop new powers, like saying, being able to discorporate and, you know, reincorporate, that could be like, Oh yeah, you're leveling up, you're gaining new powers, you're spending experience. But the, the in-game rationale for this is you're discovering more and more about what a seafall can actually do. Yeah, that's really cool. And I think it, it actually lends to trying to hit the thing of like, this is the monster you should be scared of. This is the weird one. Because nobody, even the Seafalls, know what Seafalls are capable of. Right. It's still being developed. Um, and nobody knows what and to what purpose are they going to be put once they are there, like once they achieve whatever this thing is. So you can then have like an uncertainty about the conspiracy, you know, were they created by wizards? Were they created by mad scientists? Is this the government or what? And then, like, where is this going? Like, maybe a Seafall is a member of the party, and right now, they're just this, uh, like, weird stack of bugs creature who can't be killed by a sword, but can, for some reason, be killed by a baseball bat. Yeah. But who who knows where this could go? Yes. And it also allows you to, like, um, you know, once they get onto the trail of the conspiracy, uh, you you can kind of do the whole... um, I'm sure there's a better example of this, but, like, uh, We Three bit where they um where they get chased by the bigger and more dangerous version of them like oh you were yeah. crude prototype experiments but uh you know my research has advanced since you escaped subject 29 yeah that's good kind of stuff right so they get a bigger meaner seafull that has all of those powers and you start to you start to think oh well hey, you know maybe i could do that now this does i, I think in the world of like conspiracy horror and the supernatural you get a certain number of nobody knows mm-hmm. you can't do it all the time but i think i think the seafall works for it because it's already so weirdly out of step with everything else like it's as it's as it's as goofily out of place in a D dungeon as it is in a modern city right like it's bizarrely incongruous with all these kobolds and ochre jellies the acronym alone <laughs> yeah it's a, it's amazing how much uh weight that carries like, just the fact that its name is an acronym immediately, like, suggests a different genre, which is kind of amazing when you think about it. But yeah, like, I and, and I think that there's a difference in a role-playing context, especially, between an unexplained thing where there is an answer somewhere, and maybe we will discover it or maybe we won't. But I think, like, especially a, a traditional kind of dungeon exploration, uh, like, fantasy-type game is good for that, because... It could always be like the path we didn't take. It could always be the room we didn't go into, mm-hmm. you know, or the NPC we didn't meet that explains this. And so even if we never get a satisfactory explanation of this thing, there is at least the illusion that that door was there and we didn't open it. And I guess this will remain a mystery versus the thing that is like, hey, GMs, put this in your game. It only works 
if you just shrug and say a wizard did it whenever someone asks questions. Yeah. Uh, there can never be an answer, and that's clear to the players that if there ever were an answer, this wouldn't work. The, the problem is that the, that the only good explanation is obvious, and all the non-obvious explanations are completely stupid, right? Like, that there are so many... In a fantasy context, there are so many wizard-manufacturable goons yeah. that, like, it's just like, oh, you know, maybe it's, like, hipster wizards greeted them. Like, uh, I want to defend uh, my sanctum. Uh, oh, what are you going with, golems? Ugh, golems. Like a scrub. <laughs> you know, oh, skeletons? Skeletons, please. Super slow-moving, dumb bug things that can't fly. Like, <laughs> nobody else has one of those. But here, where we don't have a lot of, like, artificial creatures... I think the Seafall actually works a little bit better because it's a world where, like, grotesque monsters are part of the landscape and it's a world where we do want to cultivate a sense that there is more out there than we will understand. Yeah, I definitely, um, I agree with that. And I think that, like, a part of uh, part of the horror aspect of trench coat horror is sort of the, the horror inherent in this uh, very, like, dark vision of urban life uh, mm-hmm. and especially, like, being trapped being, being enmeshed in these larger dark forces moving around you. And the Seafall is great for that because they're at the heart of this mystery. You know, their whole identity is wrapped up in this mystery. And they and they have a lot of uh, skin in the game, if you'll pardon the expression, because, like, their whole, like, mechanical evolution and everything they're doing is, like, part of what is potentially a horrific revelation unfolding. So, yeah, like, I sort of love this to be, like, a horror version of uh, Commander Data-type character. Right. You know, trying to be human, but also, you know, there's also like a Dr. Manhattan aspect to that where it's like, maybe I'm, I'm trying to be human, but on a certain level, there's another possibility there that is dehumanizing. Right. There's an, there's an impulse to detach because you are in a way superior to humans, although Seafalls are actually not notably all that superior <laughs> to humans. But, but yeah, which is good because it also allows you to, like, like Commander Data, you ultimately get the, the thing there where... You know, discovering the truth of his origins doesn't really tell him all that much about who he is, right? It's the, mm-hmm. I mean, at, at the risk of a cliche, it, it's the journey rather than the destination, blah, blah, blah. That, that, that the Seafall, you can maintain the Seafall's internal conflict about their identity without having to constantly drip feed elements of the conspiracy, right? This can be something that you can save for the spotlight episode. So in the, you know, in this game, we're going after the skeleton warriors circulate in this game we're chasing the seafalls conspiracy in this game we're going to focus on the you know the upcoming crab man rampage yeah like as a as a general rule too i think that when you pull this in a role-playing game where you've got like these conspiratorial dark forces who are behind things oftentimes the the impulse is to have them be basically like an omniscient shadowy force because that's theoretically scarier Mm -hmm. but the actually more functional way to present that is the reason this is a secret conspiracy is because they're just barely ahead of the curve and they're maintaining that advantage and so here the seafall doesn't necessarily have to have been created by something that has a perfect understanding of what the seafall is and will become it's an experiment so you can pull the trigger on the mystery and reveal the conspiracy and yet as you say as with commander data it's like soon doesn't know exactly what data is capable of you know there are still lots of possibilities so it doesn't like short circuit that story um just because you've had a reveal about origin it just kind of like opens a new chapter right uh and that kind of connects the or creates a contrast between the seafall and the other creatures that we've looked at because one of the things that a lot of these have in common is that they're very grounded in either like communities like the myconid or like collective behavior like the crabman and the skulk or at least the skeleton warrior is at least like 
you know, it's a small community, but their origin story is very important to who they are, right? It kind of defines their motivation. Mm. So the, the, the absence of that uh, it winds up being very important to the Seafold. These guys actually make a pretty good party. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just have these six guys in their van, um, you know. You don't want to have to sit next to the seafall. He's probably quite stingy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm I'm very happy with this. I think I think we did it. I'm I'm very eager to uh, play a lump of bugs on a journey of self discovery. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just just uh, you know three hundred thousand bugs in a hat, um, all trying to <laughs> find the mad scientist who made them. Yeah. There's a character concept for you. This has been Mega Monster Dumb Man. Listen to me, Chris, on Megadumbcast at megadumbcast.podbean.com and get access to Fuck, Mary Slay, my patrons-only series about Vampire the Masquerade, at patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Listen to James on his D&D monster podcast, Monster Man, at monsterman.libson.com and support him at patreon.com slash monsterman for access to his patron deities podcast series, among other rewards. This episode's music, used under Creative Commons license, is Unto Death by Prescription Pills, whose work you can find at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash prescription pills. Thanks for listening.